Welcome to the Susie Boots Inspiration Podcast, where our mission is to bring you uplifting and empowering messages that will inspire miracles in your own life. Whether you are developing your spiritual awakening, setting new goals, or attracting more joy in your life, the first step in your journey begins now. Hello, miracle workers, and welcome to another episode of Susie Boots Inspiration Podcast. I am Susie Boots, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today so you can learn to live an inspired life, discover your purpose, and really understand that the source of all miracles lies within you. You know, I was looking at some social media posts this week, and I saw one in particular that just made me smile. The post was, what is it that you wanted to become when you were in the third grade? And I had to smile because I wanted to become a writer and an author since I was in the third grade. Since I turned in a piece of paper that my third grade teacher told me was an absolute beautiful writing, I can remember her handing it back to me and me just looking up into her eyes as she told me what a great writer I was. And especially since I had such lack of confidence as a young girl, having somebody who really believed in my writing and in my self-expression molded my life in a deeper way than I could have ever imagined. And I thought to myself, you know, I spent almost 17 years in media sales and and doing things that I enjoyed but really just didn't fulfill me. And finally, after I got out of media sales, I did decide to start writing my books and publish them on Amazon. They started with my literal answered prayer. And I wrote that in my book, Through the Eyes of Truth, a conversation with God about my life, your life, and discovering our purpose. And uh, my writing just continued to grow and to blossom. And I wrote Creating Utopia after that, um, Wealth Blueprint, and all of these books literally came from me just sitting down and saying, God, show me my truth. Write your words through my hands in the manner that I can best understand it because these were my answered prayers. And looking back now, I would have told that young girl in the third grade to start sooner. I would have told her to ignore everyone's comments that said you will never be able to have your own books and become an author, your own Amazon page, unless somebody else approves of your dream and justifies it. And I thought to myself, how many people actually walk away from their dreams because they don't place enough value, enough value in your own life to really create those things that make you happy. That's why God gave you these gifts First and foremost, they are meant to make you happy. They are meant to be valued by you. And then if the world enjoys them, that's just a secondary blessing. But the primary person who your gifts are meant to inspire truly are you. 
So are you living an inspired life today? Are you doing those things that you absolutely love? Yes, we're all responsible for paying our bills and taking care of our family. However, you also have 24 hours in a day and you're also responsible for dedicating some of that time to making yourself happy, to expanding yourself to become a better version of who you were the day before. And this led me to this week's podcast, which I titled Seeing Worth and Value Through God's Eyes. I mean, do you realize that every decision you make and how you perceive the world around you really depends on the amount of value that you place on yourself? Since God and all of creation lies within you, how you perceive yourself really is reflected back to you through the mirror of life. The only perspective that you and I will ever know is our own. Think about it. Everything you feel comes from your soul. It comes from your heart. It comes from your mind. And that's why you believe, as we all do, that our reality really is the truth of everybody's reality. When you judge another person, you are in essence telling the world how you feel about yourself through the expression of talking about another person. Because the only experience you have to relate to is your very own. We can have similar experiences and my perception and degree of fear will be completely different from yours. Even though it looks like we're having the exact same experience, we have two very different minds and our experiences come from how we base our own value and our perception from ourselves and express it to the world outside of us. So when it comes to value and worth, that has to begin within you because it becomes more and more difficult to give the world something that you will not grant yourself permission to give yourself. If you devalue yourself enough times, it's going to be very, very hard for you to lift the world up around you. It's going to be hard for you to encourage people to have their their greatest dreams come true, if you do not value creating your own dreams. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So the more you are able to bless your own life by creating those experiences that you value, those experiences that you have your heart expand with so much joy when you do them, whether they are painting, whether they're golfing, whether they're reading a good book or writing a good book. All of these gifts are already ingrained within you and how you create them determines the amount of value that you give yourself and from there are able to share with the world. So when we look at worth, it comes down to, I believe, you know, my interpretation of worth is, is deserving. Um, 
my interpretation of value is really the the, the something that's measured numerically um, currency the the value of our dollar depends on another person's opinion of its worth so let me shift gears a little bit so you can follow me the problem with our lives really comes down so often to the fact that we do not value ourselves we do not realize our own worth and this de leads to just decreasing our own value and then allowing another person to also devalue us as well if i do not value my gifts as an author it becomes so much easier for another person to talk me out of writing a book However, if I value my connection to God when I write, if I value the information that I am sharing that may inspire you to live in a, a better life and a more joyous life, then anything anybody else says to me about my books and my worth doesn't diminish it because I've already created an incredible sense of value on my gifts. And I think it's so important that you look into your own life and look at the gifts that God has blessed you with and ask yourself, have you taken these gifts and have you tucked them into the corners of your mind just to collect dust? Or do you value them enough to be able to pull them out of your soul and through your own thoughts, your own emotions and your own actions, are able to create from thought that beautiful vision into a tangible form because you are a born creator. As a child of God, creation is your birthright. So what you choose to create comes down to your own free will. But so often we allow the world outside of us to determine our worth. And we forget that we are all perfect spiritual beings having an imperfect physical experience. And because of that, we tend to fall into believing the illusion that somehow you are the sum of your body. You are your experiences. You are your job. You are the title and the position you have in your company. You are the amount of money that you possess. You are the amount of lack you possess. You are your imperfections. You are the way others treat you. There are a thousand different ways we can fill this in, but it stems from not being able to perceive our own value and our own worth. So think about it. If somebody was to take a crisp, clean $100 bill, you know that $100 bill in US dollars is worth $100. But let's pretend that somebody tears this in half and crumbles up the pieces. And uh, they kick it across the room and they scream at it and uh, they diminish it um, through their words, through their actions, and then they pick up this $100 bill again and ask you how much it's worth. Well, it's still worth $100, right? 
But what if somebody walks up to you and says, I'm going to give you $30 for that $100 bill, and I'll tell you why. It's dirty, it's torn, it's been stepped on, kicked. I heard uh, other people call it names. It's not as fresh and as young and as crisp as it once was, so I'm going to give you 30 bucks for it. So you have two choices. You can believe them, or you can think to yourself, it doesn't matter the experience of this $100 bill because it is still worth $100. But so many of us will listen to the world outside of us that constantly convinces us of their fear and their illusion. And let's say, because you believe them, you give away your $100 bill in exchange for $30. Then a relationship comes along. Maybe a friend, a family member, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and they say to you, I'll give you $10 for that $100 bill. And they give you a list of reasons why you do not deserve to get the full value of its worth. It's older, it's not as popular as $1,000, and right now it just looks like a mess, and you should be paying me to take this money off of your hands. But I'll give you 10 bucks for that $100 bill. And you should feel lucky that I'm even giving you that much because you know it's not worth it. And exchange the $100 bill with yourself now. And ask yourself, how many times have you negotiated your worth and given away more, and your, more of your own value to someone who's tried to convince you that you're not worthy of it? At the end of the day, it is your choice as to whether or not you want to diminish your own value because of your experiences. Because in God's eyes, you are still worth that priceless, beautiful being. But you get to choose how you give this to the world. Do you treat yourself through the eyes of God and as a very valuable and worthy person? Or do you settle for those fear-based relationships that continue to support your own illusion that you are not worthy? There are a million reasons why we constantly diminish our worth. And the bottom line comes down to nobody controls your thoughts but you. Nobody controls your emotions but you. And nobody controls your actions but yourself. So when you realize that you have always been an incredibly valuable, beautiful spirit of God, and that you are not defined by your mistakes, by your past, by your circumstances, they are just an experience. The moment you shift from the experience you had to creating a new experience, now all of a sudden, you're a brand new experience, right? So replace then that $100 with your gifts, with your heart in the relationships that you're in. Have you devalued yourself to where you no longer feel like you're worthy enough to receive what you deserve? If so, you are the person who determines your own worth. The way you feel about yourself on the inside is reflected in the world outside of you. 
These are reflected through relationships that you choose, and they are all your choosing. You can't blame another person because they refuse to change and treat you better. The only person you have control over is yourself. So if you refuse to change, you really have a hard time asking another person to change, right? Because you're the one who controls yourself. So when you learn to see your worth through the eyes of God, you're never going to devalue yourself again. So how do we do this? Well, first, I think it's important that you realize you are one with God. When you devalue yourself, you devalue God. Your soul knows when it doesn't feel good, when you don't feel good, and how you think and feel creates your experiences and ultimately your destiny. So when you act on these feelings and thoughts, you then create your life. And realizing constantly that you are one with God allows you to stop tolerating negative relationships first with yourself and then with other people. So if you are having a situation in your life where you're wondering if you have devalued yourself, you know, ask yourself a couple of questions. Ask yourself, does this situation serve God? Does this relationship serve God? If you are in a relationship, whether it's with family, friends, coworkers, um, your, your partner, would God deserve being spoken to or treated the way that you allow yourself to be treated by others? If the answer is no, then you need to reevaluate how you feel about yourself because the world outside of you is mirroring the relationship with, that you have with yourself. It doesn't mean that you're going to change the person. It means that you will change your response to the relationship with that person. So being one with God allows you to realize immediately that you are worthy of everything you desire in love, especially being treated in love. Remember, the greatest relationship that you can have is with yourself and with your creator. And it is so hard to have a beautiful and deep relationship with God if you don't like yourself. Because when you pray, you have to go within. When you listen to your God whispers, you have to go within. When you hear your God whispers and are asked to act upon them, you have to be able to like yourself enough to where you trust your own voice and ask God, let me hear and see what this looks like through your eyes. So if it's not in agreement with somebody who's trying to belittle you, you can move past them and beyond the relationship. So first, realize that you are one with God. Secondly, realize that you are not your experiences. You are a perfect spiritual being having an imperfect physical experiences. So all of our experiences so often are going to be imperfect because that's the experience we're having. Everyone in this journey of life is traveling in imperfect physical experience. So never decrease 
your worthiness because of a past or a current situation. You are not what you do. You get to create experiences in order to know yourself as a creator. However, you are not the experience. You learn from them. You grow from them. You become a better version of yourself from them. Oftentimes you have to forgive yourself from them or you have to forgive others from them. But they are no more who you are outside of the pair of socks that you're wearing right now. You can take them off, remove them, shift your focus and create something new. So don't decrease your worthiness because of a past or a current situation. You would no more say that you are the casserole you made from last week. So stop saying that you are a victim to a bad decision. Stop identifying yourself as your illness. If you cannot say who you are outside of your job or your title or the role you play in your family, then oftentimes you really don't know who you are. And it when you realize that you're not your experiences, you get to become empowered because you get to start discovering yourself and know who you are outside of what you do. So many times I work with women, whether it's on one-on-one -on -one coaching or through group sessions on Zoom, and I'll ask them to introduce themselves. And I cannot tell you how many of us introduce ourselves as a wife, a mother, an accountant, a homemaker, and without realizing it, you have identified yourself through your experience. But when I say I'm not asking you what you do, I'm asking you to tell me about yourself. Who are you? That's when the silence comes in. I look at that silence as an incredible opportunity to empower yourself because now you get to develop a relationship with yourself that you've never had before. And from this relationship, you're going to be able to know who you are, what you want. You're going to be able to hear your own voice by asking yourself first what you think of a situation instead of asking the world around you. How many of us diminish our own voice because the voices of others scream louder into our ears. And so often these opinions are completely wrong and do not serve our greater good. Yet it's our choice as to whether or not we want to follow them. So the more you get to know who you are, the more you get to hear your own voice, understand what you think, what your opinion is, why your opinion is this way, the more you are able to control your thoughts and direct them in the manner that will lead you to your greatest purpose. So don't allow society or anyone else to define you as an experience. The moment anyone does that is the moment that you have chosen to place God in a tiny little corner from the great I am that our creator is to somebody who doesn't find you worthy enough when in fact it's you that has not found yourself worthy enough. So often we say, well, God, I guess you didn't want me to get that raise or God, I guess you didn't think I was pretty enough or worthy enough to, to win this competition. 
um, God, I guess you didn't want me to have this promotion because you thought someone else was better than me. And suddenly you replace the word I with God and you start to believe your own illusion that God doesn't find you worthy enough. When in fact it was you that minimized your own greatness and in the process minimized God's greatness because you chose to see yourself through the eyes of fear. So first of all, remember you are one with God. Secondly, realize you are not your experiences. And lastly, stop asking the world for validation. People cannot give you what they cannot give themselves. We cannot pour from an empty cup. If the people you are asking for approval are denying themselves, they're going to deny you. If they judge themselves, they're going to judge you. If you are asking the empty how to fill your cup, then you will have an empty cup because you are asking them for the recipe of their failure. But when you shift your attention and ask God how to fill your cup, your creator will allow you to look within to realize that your cup was never empty in the first place. So stop asking, asking the thirsty how to fill your cup. Start asking God as often throughout the day as you can. God, let me see this situation through your eyes. Let me see this experience right now through your eyes. And the more you can do that, the more you're going to start to change your perspective. And you're going to be able to shift out of that eye, that mind of fear and start seeing yourself through the eyes of truth. As I was praying and asking God for some direction on how to, to close this, I came to a chapter in my book, Through the Eyes of Truth, and I thought this is so perfect, so I would love to read this for you. My child, you have never been unworthy. I knew you could share more from your soul of love rather than from your routine of fear. So fear not the future and share in the glory of God as I have shared in the creation of your dreams. Now go in peace and share your story as a message to the world that all souls are created equally through the eyes of God and no longer is one soul more important than another from the money in which they create. You were all worthy as an integral part of me. Inspire one another and refrain from causing your fears and insecurities to create more of the same in the world. Cease what you are doing when you feel your panic begin to well up in your heart and stop for that brief moment in your day and ask me for guidance and I will hear you and answer your prayer. Dream bigger than you have ever allowed your hearts to dream and create more magnificently than you have ever allowed your hands to create before. Share more wealth of knowledge and love than your souls have ever allowed yourself to share. You will soon see that the world around you is filled with more love and light than you have ever allowed yourself to experience before. I have come to you in this journey of light 
and ignited a flame that cannot be dimmed. You have seen truth where you once chose to believe deceit, and now you know the voice of truth when you hear it and act upon it. For all creation is based upon the knowledge of thought and emotion, and most importantly, of action, whether it be word or action. Both are equally powerful. Grace is not a gift that is blessed only to the wealthy, but to those who love and respect and share in the glory of their soul's truth. You are all such perfect and worthy souls, and my gift to you is for you to recognize your perfection within your lifetime and celebrate it. I seek not glory and honor for myself, but through you, my perfect children of light. There is no room for neglecting yourself and for lacking in self-love. Perfection lies in who you are, and the expression lies within what you do. Always remember to share your perfect souls through the expression of that which you love, and you will live such glorious and joyous lives that there will be minimal room for sorrow. As you grow in the comfort of that which is truth, you will understand what minimal needs you truly have to make yourself happy. These things come not with a hefty price tag. Before you knew truth, your thoughts were that you needed validation from the outside world in order to validate your worth through their eyes. Yet the only soul that needs to validate your worth, my child, is yourself. For I have created you and your validation comes from being an extension of me. I seek not to validate that which I am only to discover an outlet for expression and sharing in the love that I have created within every soul that has ever been. And these are the words in one of the chapters that I wrote in my book, Through the Eyes of Truth, which is available on Audible and on Amazon. So when you start looking at your life and when you start to create your life this week, this day, this moment, see yourself through the eyes of God. See yourself through the eyes of truth and no longer allow anyone to diminish your worth, especially yourself, because the world outside of you is a reflection of the world within you. Dream bigger than you've ever dreamed. Ask God to create miracles in your life, and he's going to guide you in the direction of that miracle. Honor your God whispers. Trust your voice and learn to listen to the echoes of your God whispers throughout your soul every moment of the day. I hope that you continue living an inspired life. If you would like further inspiration, um, feel free to visit my blog, my blog at suzyboots.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-B-O-O-T-Z. Or also check out my books, my spiritual books on Amazon. Enjoy your week. Live inspired. And remember, your journey begins with a prayer. You've been listening to the Suzy Boots Inspiration Podcast. 
You can follow Susie on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Join us next time for another inspiring podcast with Susie Boots. Thanks for listening.